One of the things I've always tried to do as a pastor is uh, anytime I minister the Word of God, it needs to be um, something you can use in your daily life. Uh, so I want it to be anointed, but I want it to be useful to you. And of course, uh, the Christmas message, the birth of Jesus is so very important. Without the virgin birth, there's really no reason for us to gather. Easter, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. But again, without the virgin birth, there's no reason to gather. And so this is not just a story. This is a reality that needs to be a part of your life and an understanding. And so when you celebrate Christmas, when you give gifts, when all the festivities and everything going around, we need to make sure that Jesus is the center, that Jesus is the reason. For without him, there's no reason. So you look in Luke chapter 1, and I just want to... Talk about Mary. You know, to some people, Mary is almost deity, which she's not. To some people, Mary is an afterthought, which is also not right. So something there in the middle. She's not deity. She is a young girl who was a virgin who was a spouse to a man named Joseph. She was highly favored. She was selected by God from her tribe, from, her, uh, from the lineage of David, and God specifically selected her. So let's go to the account here in Luke chapter 1. We're going to pull some things from it today that I pray will be applicable to your life in this season that we've come into. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. So an angel comes, Gabriel comes, and he, he appears and he announces himself, and he tells her she is highly favored, she is blessed among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. She, you would be too if an angel said, appeared. And he cast her mind and said, what manner of salutation should this be? And the angel said to her, fear not Mary, fear not Mary, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. I want to tell you this. I believe you and I have come to a time where we're not supposed to be afraid. We're not, we're not supposed to be afraid. God, I believe, is bringing the body of Christ a word, getting us prepared. And just like the birth of Jesus, some things I believe are happening and we need to understand it. So he said, fear not because God, you've found, how many know you're favored? Just like Mary, you are favored. The Bible says the favor of God surrounds you like a shield. And then he said, behold, you shall conceive. You shall conceive. I want to tell you this. I believe that right now God is conceiving some dreams, some things in you for your future. Not to this magnitude, but I believe a conception is happening. And it says this, and an angel said, fear not, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be Jesus. He shall be great. He'll be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And so the angel came with a message from God. Now let me tell you this, uh, when an angel comes with the message of God, um, that's the word of God. So he's just delivering it. But I want to remind you, you have been delivered a message from God. 
You have the written word of God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit moved on holy men of old, and this is God's word to you. This is his rhema to you. This is a spoken word from the word to you. Just like angel, the angel Gabriel came with a message for uh, Mary that changed the world, I believe God wants to change your world with his message from the word of God. And then this is interesting because then I really like this. Because I think so many people um, are, are here right now because there's so much going on in the world right now. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. There's so many things to put your attention on. Yet I believe God, uh, and Mary was just going about her day, and then an angel interrupted, and it changed our life. It changed her life, but it also changed all of our lives, and it changed the world. But Mary had a very important question, because you look around sometimes, and things look too hard. You look around, and, you, and they look impossible. You look around, and you're like, uh, you know, how, how, how? And this is what she asked. She said, said that Mary said to the angel in verse 34, how shall this be? I understand what you're saying. I see you're an angel. You're Gabriel. I hear you. I hear your words, but how? How is this going to be? And I think that's a natural human question. And sometimes, uh, you know, we, God will give you the answer. And I love the answer that the angel said. She said, this is impossible. I don't know a man. In other words, I've never been with a man. Uh, you know, I, I've, got, I've got a fiance, but we've never been together. I'm a spouse him, but we've never been together. I don't know a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the room say the Holy Ghost. You may call him the Holy Spirit, but he's still Holy Ghost to me. I, Holy Ghost. The answer is the Holy Ghost. And I want to tell you that right now in this season, in this age that we've come to, just like this, the same solution for Mary is the same solution today. If you don't know how something's going to happen, the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. There's supernatural things God wants to do for you in this season, at the end of this year and going to the next year in this season we live in. I, listen to me. The same answer that Gabriel gave Mary is the same answer that you're going to get to today. How is this going to be? How is everything going to be all right? How is this season of my life going to be? The answer is the Holy Ghost. I said the answer is the Holy Ghost. Come on, the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? Well, the Holy Ghost is the one in Genesis. The Genesis account, we see the Spirit of God brooding, hovering over the face of the earth. This is what we know. The Father God spoke it. Jesus, the Word, made it. But the Holy Ghost has always been the manifester. He was there. The Holy Ghost was there. When Jesus was conceived, how can this be? This is impossible. Well, nothing is impossible with God and nothing is impossible to them that believe. But you need the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost involved. And so the Holy Ghost came upon her and she conceived. The same Holy Ghost that later would raise Jesus Christ from the dead. The same Holy Ghost later that would fall on the day of Pentecost and, and, and the fire of God would fall. The same Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you when you invited Jesus into your heart. Amen. 
The same Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost, Gabriel said, would come upon Mary, and he did, and she was able to conceive. That same Holy Ghost is ready right now to continue to do what he's always done, and that is to manifest the Word of God. Come on, he's ready to manifest the word of God. How can this be? It all looks so confusing out there. There's this, there's that. It it, it seems in chaos, but you see, it doesn't matter what it looks like out there. You've got the spirit of the living God living on the inside of you if you're born again, and you've got the word of God that you can speak out of your mouth. It's just like if an angel named Gabriel were come to tell you what was gonna happen. You have the promises of God. They're yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And the same Holy Ghost that came on Mary is the same Holy Ghost that lives in you, is the same Holy Ghost that's always performed the Word of God. How can this be? How can this be? The answer is, and the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which will be born of you shall be called the Son of God. It is so amazing. Thank God. John chapter 6, verse 63, the Amplified Version says, it is the Spirit who gives life. Whatever's going on in your life, whether it's a dream that's dead, whether it's something that hasn't manifested yet, the Bible says it's the Spirit of God that gives life. It's a life-giving Spirit that overshadowed Mary, that went into hell and raised Jesus from the dead, the same one who lives on the inside of you. It is the Spirit of God that gives life. We look in Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite verses talks about how the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken. That's a King James word, quicken. What does it mean? To make alive. The Holy Ghost came on Mary in her womb when it was impossible and quickened, gave life, and she conceived Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man. Jesus, who became sin, the Holy Ghost, went into the bowels of hell and quickened him and raised him from the dead. The same Holy Ghost, when you accepted Jesus as Savior and made him the Lord of, of your life, he quickened your spirit and, and you had a new birth experience and now you're made alive. The same, how did it happen? The Word of God. Amen. The Holy Ghost performs the Word of God. He is the performer of the Word. How can this thing be? Well, you've got to get it assured in your heart. The same Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary is the same Holy Ghost that will help you. You know, I'm so grateful this next verse helps me right now. Let's look at it. Verse number 36, Luke 1, 36. So the angel, so how many know Mary's a human being? We've got this extraordinary thing happening. You know, it's a one-time-only thing. God chose her. Man, I mean, if you just think about that. He chose her to carry the Son of God. Joseph and Mary, he picked them to parent his only begotten. What a big deal. He chose them. He selected them. He appeared to Mary. She agreed. Because, and, and then because she's a human being, you know, I'm so grateful that God along the way will confirm, that God will assure, that he'll help you walk things out. You're never on your own. 
And I love this. Yes, when we hear the word of God, we need to obey it. We need to agree with it. But he's so kind. He's so good to us. And so here we have little Mary. And then he says something to her. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth. You remember cousin Elizabeth? Y'all remember what happened before? Cousin, Remember? What, what happened? Cousin Elizabeth, she, she's rejoicing. Why? Because she's pregnant. She could never get pregnant. And, and remember her husband? You know, the priest, you remember him? The dude that can't talk anymore. Y'all remember him? So, so Elizabeth's double happy. She's pregnant and her husband can't talk. She's rejoicing. Life is good for her. Right? And, and, and so um, it's, it's interesting that the, because how many of you know if your cousin who could never have a child was now pregnant and her husband, your cousin, couldn't talk, you would know about it. Something supernatural has happened. Something big has happened. This is not everybody in the family knows what's going on. And and she's not, so so the angel says to her, just to check me out, he said, listen, you can check me out. Your cousin Elizabeth, she's also conceived, a son in her old age, who was in the sixth month with her, was called barren. And then he said to her, what? For with God, you all love this verse, right? For with God, nothing is impossible. And Mary said, so after he spoke to her, told her what was going to happen. How can this be? The Holy Ghost is going to come on you. And then just to give her reassurance, he said, you know what happened to Elizabeth? See, she's not, she knows what happened to it. What is he doing? Bringing more confidence. Aren't you glad the Spirit of God will assure you? The Spirit of God will let you know. He leads you. He guides you. He helps you. You're not left on your own. It doesn't have to be a mystery. He wants you to know. And, oh, yeah, Elizabeth. Okay, I know Elizabeth. I know what happened. And then she said this. And Mary, behold the handmaid of the Lord. Then this is one of the most important words ever said. And this is what you've got to say to God. This is what i got to say. Be it unto me. In other words, I receive it. I'll take that according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She believes something. You know, it, it's so cool. Uh, other things happen, you know, supernatural. And we celebrate during Christmas. But I think about it for Mary and for Joseph. Because how many of you know Joseph might have had a little bit of a hard time with this? <laughs> I think Joseph would have had a big hard time. That's why the Lord had to deal with him. Remember, he came and said, you know, in a dream, you know, hey, this is of me. <laughs> Be cool with it. <laughs> He's like, Okay. But, you know, during the play, they talked about um, the shepherds. The angels appeared. And so suddenly, to mark the occasion, these shepherds come and worship. A sign and a wonder. But they got there supernaturally. They came to the manger where Jesus was, and these shepherds came. And then suddenly, these three kings from far away come bearing gifts. I don't think I'll ever forget Frankenstein ever, but, but ever, I don't think I'll ever forget him. Uh, but, um, but, but the truth is these supernatural things, God wants to show people who he is. You know, listen to me. I don't believe God does most things in secret. It's for everybody to know. And what was he doing for Mary and Joseph? He was reassuring them. 
Because even though it was spectacular, even though it was supernatural, everything with God that's supernatural is not always spectacular. But he wants to show you it's me. And so you're going to get confirmation and reassurance from the word and from the spirit of God on the inside of you. And so those things that happened that made them, made them even more confident that this is of God and this is from God. And so, and then I want to pick up on this one before uh, the birth of Jesus, because this is one I want to focus on. But I was thinking forward after Jesus was born, the shepherds coming, the three kings coming, and all that supernatural stuff that happened. But let's look at the visit that Mary's like, hey, I'm going to go visit the cousin and see what's going on. So let's pick up Luke chapter 1, verse 45. Now let's look at, let's look at uh, verse We'll just pick up at 39, Luke 1, 39. And Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country in, in haste into the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you understand this is the old covenant, so this is very unique. And he blessed, and, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For as soon as the voice of your sal- Hey, Elizabeth. As soon as she heard that, the babe leaped in my womb for joy, which would be fulfilled that talked about John the Baptist being filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Elizabeth in the old covenant was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy to her another reassurance, another confirmation of everything that was spectacularly happening in her life. God in this season is wanting to assure and reassure you that he's got you. The victory that he promised you, the, 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 the healing, the blessing, the peace that he promised you, it's all for you. That, that is for you. But, but just like he speaks to you, you've got to be like Mary and say, be it done unto me according to your word. You've got to receive it. And then along the way, the Lord will reassure you. He'll confirm some things to you with his word and through people. It's so very important. And so blessed is she that believed. Luke 1.45. For, and blessed is she that believed. And blessed. So in other words, Mary had to believe. Anytime Remember what, remember later, uh, Peter's fishing and they didn't catch anything? And what did he say to Jesus? Nevertheless, at your word. Come on, the Lord, things are written down for you. There's never been, this word of God will never return void. The promises of God are yes and amen. God wants you to succeed in this hour that we live in. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what situation there is, no matter if it gets better or worse, it doesn't matter. We will be okay because we have our trust and our confidence in God. Amen. Amen. Remember she said to him, the angel, be it done unto me according to the word. You know, so I was thinking about Elizabeth and I was thinking about Mary. You know, the Israelites, they passed down the accounts of God from generation to generation. They were told to talk about them. They were told to rehearse them. 
And so I think about Abraham and I think about Sarah. Here Sarah is. She was barren, couldn't have a child. Remember in the beginning, God spoke to Abram. And uh, then all the, the things that happened. And yet one day, the Bible talks about Sarah in a tent. And God came by. And, and God said, about this time next year, you know, she's going, you're going to have a son. And you're going to name him Isaac. And we went through all that. But, but somehow in there, I believe in a three-month period, because Sarah first, she laughed. And then she lied and all that kind kind of stuff. But Hebrews 11, 11 gives us the backstory. The Bible says that uh, she counted God faithful. Amen. Come on, during this season, you must count God faithful. Amen. He's faithful to his word. Yes, he He's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he'd do it. When she counted him faithful, Hebrews 11, 11 says that she received strength to conceive. Because she judged him faithful. Mary judged the angel from God. She judged Gabriel from God and his words from God. And she said, be it done unto me according to your word. Peter judged what Jesus said. And he said, nevertheless, at your word. That's where you and I have to get today. Doesn't matter what's going on around us. Whatever you say, Lord, that's what I believe. Remember what Mary said later when Jesus' first miracle? Whatever he says, do it. Amen. Why? Nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless. So, there, so what did, what did um, she prophesy? What did Elizabeth prophesy? Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance. Huh. There shall be a performance. Whatever God has said to you, whatever the word of God the written word of God, there shall be a performance. Everyone say, there shall be, there shall be. a performance of the word of God in my life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And then I want to look at this. So Elizabeth began to prophesy, I told her all these things. And then I want to skip to the birth of Jesus. So let's look at Luke chapter 2. You know, uh, they went to Bethlehem. Um, this wasn't, as far as Joseph's part, something spectacular, supernatural. It was just daily. It was time to pay taxes. <laughs> Don't we all love taxes? So in some things in your life, the plan of God is wrought just by natural stuff. Just doing life. So they loaded up to go pay taxes because that's where he was from. He had to go back to Bethlehem. And you know the story. There, this came time to give birth and there wasn't any room in an inn. So Jesus was born in a manger. But I want you to see this in Luke chapter 2, verse 5. To be taxed with Mary, his espouse wife, uh, being great with child. Verse 6. And, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished. Or her season for birth came. The days were accomplished. In other words, the, the pregnancy part was completed. Now it's time to give birth. There are times in our life that just for our plans, our dreams, things God has given us to do, there's a conception time, there's a carrying time, and there's a time to give birth. And I really feel this really strong in my heart. I believe a lot of you have come just like 
Mary to your due season. Even remember um, Zacharias. Gabriel said to Zacharias in Luke 1.20, he had the same word for him. And behold, you shall be dumb and not able to speak. You and I don't, hopefully that won't happen. Until the day that these things shall be performed. Again, there's a performance. Because you believe not my word. So his was a little different. But they will be fulfilled in their season. So there's not a season for you to be healed. That's right now. There's not a season for you to be saved. That's right now. There's not a season for you to be blessed. That's right now. But in your life. And the things that you've got going, the dreams, different things, sometimes there are seasons. And in the world, there are seasons, but their seasons don't have to match our seasons. I mean, um, I remember, I think I, I ministered, it came out. I mean, I don't think Goshen's going to have anything on us in these last days. If you don't know anything about Goshen, the children of Israel were protected in Egypt during all the plagues. And we have a better covenant than they do. Amen. But what is the Lord trying to say to you? It, it, it's, um, it's your season. Galatians 4 and 4 says, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. So there was a season for Jesus to come. It had been prophesied long ago. You remember the garden? Right after Adam and Eve sinned. What did God say to the serpent? What did God say to the devil? He said, there's somebody coming through a woman. You may bruise his heal, but he's going to crush your head. So it's prophesied about Jesus coming. And now all those years later, then Jesus came, came of a virgin, just like the word said he would. And it was accomplished. It was the season. But also for us, Galatians 6, 9 says, don't be weary in well-doing for in due season, you will reap if you faint not. So during this Christmas season, thank God for the presents and all the gifts and all the stuff. All that's wonderful. But I really want you to focus on the real reason for the season. And I want you to take this message and understand that God, I believe, wants to do something for you in this season. And the word of God that you've hidden in your heart and the word of God you hear, he shall perform. There shall be a performance. And the things that you've promised, he's promised you. Maybe things you've been waiting on. I believe for many of you, it is your due season if you can believe. Just like Mary, you and I have got to say, be it done unto me according to your word. Be it done unto me. And what happens? Then the Holy Ghost comes. The manifester of all things. The ones who brood, the one who brooded over the face of the earth. The one who was there when Jesus was conceived in Mary's womb. The one who was there in the bowels of hell and quickened Jesus and brought him back to life. The Holy Ghost, when you said, Jesus, be my Savior, be my Lord, that moved on the inside of you and quickened you and made you alive and gave you a new birth. Amen. Amen. The same Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost and has fallen on you many times. That person of the Trinity is the performer of the word of God. He's the manifester of the word of God. And if you'll believe it and you'll act just like Mary did, then you can, there will be a performance in your life. So don't give in this season. Don't, don't, there's no reason to, to be depressed. There's no reason to be worried. There's no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to be in fear because God is the same God that he was then as he is now and the same thing he did for Mary in the birth of our Savior, the conception of Jesus, he wants to do for you. Amen. Come on, it's your season. Amen. It's your due season. Amen. Come on, you're about due. 
You're about due. You're about due to give birth to a dream. You're about due to give birth to the word of God coming forth in your life. Amen. It is, come on, say, say to yourself, say it's my season. It's my due season. Thank God. As we celebrate Christmas, can I have the trio come? You know, um, I love to worship the Lord and I'm so grateful um, for a lot of the older Christmas carols, but I found this song that I really like and it's a little bit more worshipful. And uh, I just want to um, leave uh, with this. And so they're going to sing it through. Um, uh, and then we'll all, uh, when they tell us, we'll, we'll stand and sing with them. But um, around this season, it's such a great time to worship the Lord, to honor the Lord, to give him glory, to give him honor, to give him praise. The word of God was made flesh and came and dwelt among us.